Good afternoon, my brothers and sisters in Christ, and good afternoon to those in the world that are not of Christ. Um, this one's going to be called Genuine Repentance, um, and it's found in Isaiah 55, verse 7. The reason why I'm talking about it is because a lot of people believe that because they're good in their own opinion, um, that they've done so-called good things in their life, that God is all about love, that you're going to go to heaven no matter what. But if you believe that, you are deceived and you are in for a shock when you shut your eyes for the last time. You'll go to hell. Now, Buddhism, Hinduism, Islam is a few examples of false pagan gods. And they're all about works-based salvation. So if you're a good person, if you're nice to people, you know, Buddhism, it's yin and yang and karma and all that rubbish. If you're good to people and you, you do good things, good things come to you. It's called karma, right? No, that's called rubbish. That's called works-based salvation. If you work hard and if you pay good money to people and you save lots of kids in Africa and, you know, you smile at people and, you know, uh, you stay out of so-called trouble, you're going to go to heaven. No, you're not. That's called winning favor with God. And if God is righteous and holy, he's not going to allow that because he can't. He's a judge. So the only way you can get through to heaven, the only way you can make it to paradise when you shut your eyes for the last time and have complete rest and peace and happiness in your soul is through the blood of Jesus because Jesus' act on the cross was an atonement for your sin. You cannot earn your way to heaven. You cannot barter your way into paradise because that means every scumbag in history that had money um, that basically paid their way through their works on the side but on the other side, they were disgusting, wicked and evil. You know, basically, I've met Muslims before where it's all about winning favor with Allah. Praying certain times a day, doing certain things, doing certain rituals to atone for the sin. So you say, someone mentioned a seven-day ritual thing. So halfway through your ritual, you sin, then that means you've got to go back to the beginning. You know, it's just rubbish. You can't earn your way with um, the Lord. That's it. And that's what Jesus did on the cross. He ended the sacrificial system with the Jews and basically brought it through genuine repentance. So if you come to the Lord Jesus in, in the spirit in genuine repentance and you're genuinely sorry, you repent to him in your heart of all your sins you give your life to him and he will baptize you in the spirit and you have to be baptized in water this is what he says in john 3 5 you know you have to be baptized in water you are taking yourself to water to die to your old self it's not just a public thing it's a spiritual thing you know jesus himself did it with john the baptist in the beginning of john so he led by example so when people say you don't need to do that well why did jesus do it and why does he say you have to do it you see but these people are deceived. And I mentioned this yesterday about being deceived. 2 Thessalonians 2 verses 11. That God will lead people into a delusion. Into a complete deception. You know. So. Please listen to that. Now. Why I'm prompted to say this is because there's so many people I meet. In the Christian faith. That called on the Lord's name once. And they think they're going to heaven. No. Because in the Greek translation. John 3.16 says. That you are to carry on believing. So you don't believe the once. And call on the name once. You've got to carry on believing for the rest of your life on this earth. You've got to carry on walking after the Lord. You've got to carry on walking righteous with the Lord. Yes, you're going to make mistakes. That's why you come to him in the spirit. You repent of the um, sin you've committed. There and then, verbally, mentally, physically, whatever you've done. You come to him in the spirit and you walk after him all the time. I myself make mistakes often. And when I do, I come to him. I answer to him as a, I answer to my father as I'm his son. You cannot earn your way to heaven. You cannot 
your prayers and your actions cannot be a satisfactory payment for your sin. That's why when Jesus, God, became flesh, he was perfect. He went to a cross and that's why he's called the Lamb of God, the Lion of Judah. Because he's a lamb, he's a perfect sacrifice, he was perfect in every way. He was a perfect atonement for those who are in sin, who repent to God. And by the way, you have to be picked. God has to pick you, and he says that in John 6, 4, 4. Jesus says, nobody comes to me unless the Father sends them first. So unless the Father has actually sent you to the Son, you won't be saved and you won't go to heaven. Now, people disagree with that, but it's a fact. Because, you know, John three sixteen. for those who believe in the Son of God will have eternal life. Now, we understand what it says in Greek, those who carry on believing. So what does it mean to believe? So, for example, if someone says to you, um, I've seen pigs fly across the air, you go, oh, really? Um, but do you believe that? No, because you've not seen it or experienced it for yourself. So the only way you can believe it, if you see it or experience it for yourself in the spirit, right? So just because you called on the name of the Lord, doesn't mean you're saved. Where does it say that in scripture? You see, that's the problem with Christianity. They water it down so much and they don't take things in context. If the Father hasn't seen, chosen you and sent you to Jesus, you're not saved. It's as simple as that. You cannot earn your favour with God. You cannot barter your way in. And that's what so many so-called believers believe in the, in the Christian faith. And all the pagan God believers, like the Buddhism, Hinduism, Islam, it's works-based salvation. If I do good things, if I pray, the Muslims especially, if I pay lots of money to my imam, if I do this, if I do that, and I, and I win favour with Allah, it's going to look good for me on Judgment Day. Listen, if you want to live your life like that, pal, then you crack on. I don't live my life like that because I know I'm secure in my Lord Jesus because I follow him. I make mistakes by answer to him in the spirit. And that's how a Christian walks, a real disciple of Jesus. A Christian is someone who follows Jesus. That's what Christian means. You're a follower of the way. You're a follower of the light. You're a follower of uh, God's son, Jesus. You're following him. That's what a Christian means. It doesn't mean anything else. You are following Jesus. You are listening to him. You are obeying him. That's what a Christian is. Sadly, 90% of so-called Christians today in the UK are not following Jesus. They're following some form of cult, which ties into 2 Thessalonians 2 verses 11. God has led you into a deception because your heart's not for him. But in Isaiah 55, 7, it talks about genuine repentance. And if you're genuine about your repentance to God, about the sins that you've committed, right, Jesus will forgive you. And then you, and you will know that. I'm just telling you, you will just know in your spirit you're forgiven. There'll be a great peace in your life. And you're walking with him. He's changing you. All the problems you have in your life, mentally, it'll clear your mind. When I first come to the Lord, I was suffering with anxiety, stress and depression on a massive level. Nothing to do with the military. It was to do with other things. And I was on the verge of death. Right? And when I gave my life to Jesus, the Father sent me to Jesus. And if I went through my testimony, you'd be pretty impressed. He literally sent me to Jesus. He was preparing me, sent me to Jesus. I gave my life to him and everything changed from my accommodation to my mental state to everything with my well-being. It all changed instantly. It was amazing. This is what he does with his children. He takes care of you, right? He wants the best for you. You make mistakes, you follow him, he picks you up, dusts you off, gives you a kiss, you move on. That's what he's all about. He's not in the business of hurting you. If you're disobedient and you're disobeying him, he will discipline you. There's someone I know now that has a wife that's in complete rebellion to him, right? And she's in trouble until she repents. But there's more to that situation anyway. So that's what I'm saying to you. That's what you get as a son or daughter of God. You get the benefits of being part of that family. But if you think for one second that your actions and you're too much of a coward to say sorry for what you've done and you're digging all that stuff in the ground, 
right? Your actions and your works on this earth are irrelevant. You know, Jesus said, take away your filthy rags, take away your works, I'm not interested in them, right? I want genuine repentance. You see that from Matthew all the way through to Revelation. It's all about genuine repentance, right? You've stood there and gone, God, I need your help. Yes, I am a liar. I am a blasphemer. I am an adulteress. I am a, I am a murderer. I am a thief. I am this, I am that. And you put your hands up. And do you know what he does? He goes, wow. Well, well done. Thank you for that. And he gives you the gift of eternal life. Because you've been a mature adult. You've turned around and gone, yes, I am these things. Please, can you help me? It's like a kick in the face to Satan. Right? Because Satan doesn't want you doing that. Satan wants you to carry on with these pagan gods and just, oh, don't worry about it. You know, just carry on with your, your ways. Don't need to say sorry to me. He loves you anyway. You're going to go to heaven. No, you're not. If you don't repent to Jesus, you go to hell. That's the end of it. Jesus is the gatekeeper into heaven. You can look at it like that. He's the gatekeeper. Without Jesus' blood, without his help, on judgment day, Jesus is not your advocate or your barrister or your lawyer. He is, he'll look at you and say, I don't know who you are. But Satan will turn and say, I know who you are. You belong to me because you're coming with me to hell. And he's not happy because he's going to go to suffering and so are you. But the fact is, Jesus is not your advocate. Jesus is my advocate. You know, when I trip and stumble, Jesus is there to pick me up. Because we're all trip and stumble. No one's perfect. I'm certainly not perfect. But it's because of Jesus I live today. It's because of Jesus I'm well. He takes care of me mentally and physically. It's amazing. He's always there for me. But that's what I want to say to you. It's not through your actions. It's through your genuine repentance of your heart. You've made mistakes. And everyone I could speak to now, I say, have you ever lied? Well, yeah. Right, you need to deal with that. And that's through genuine repentance, turning to God and saying, in the Father, in the name of Jesus, please help me. Please, I need to repent of this. I don't want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven. You turn around and go, okay, well, repent to me. Right, and mean it from your heart. But like I said, the Lord has to choose you. And if he chooses you and sends you to the Son, you're going to do these things because he wants to save you. But he knows who can be saved and he knows who can't. Because there are people on this earth that will never repent because of their arrogance. There are people on my street where I live who will never be saved, who will never go to heaven. And I've been told that in the Spirit. And that's horrible for me. But that's God's judgment. Because they've got no chance. There's nothing in them to repent. They're just wicked people. You know, they think by their lies they're going to get away with everything. They're not going to get away with anything. You know, and it's just the way it is. And there's people like this all over the planet. They just don't want to repent. They don't want to do the right thing. They want to do what they think is right. It's unacceptable. You know, the things that are condoned and allowed today that are an abomination to God would not have been accepted in the 50s. You would have been hung by your neck. You would have been outcasted by the village. You would not have been accepted because it's an abomination. That's how wicked it's gone. I don't want to go into detail of that because we're not talking about it. We're talking about genuine repentance. If you're the sort of guy like I am, and I've met a few men like this that are ex-military and just normal people. And they go, yeah, well, I met a guy actually, it was about, say, two months ago. He's a builder, came to my house. And I spoke to him about the Lord. And he, you know, he said, yeah, I have done wrong things. I have done this. I have done that. I wasn't sure. Because he admitted it. And he says, I do need help. And I said, Jesus will forgive you, man, 100%. And it was amazing because he really listened. And he really had in his heart um, sadness. And he was genuinely repentant for what he had done. And I said, Jesus will forgive you. That's the sort of person he wants. Genuine repentance. If you look in the book of Revelation in 21, 22, God talks about what happens to cowards and blasphemers and liars and adulterers. They will not get into the kingdom. They will not be in heaven. If you don't repent of these things, you will not be there. And this rubbish that the Calvinists say and other so-called Christians say that once saved, always saved, no matter what you do, you're going to heaven. That's a complete lie. Because Jesus says in Matthew 24, 13, those who endure to the end will be saved. If you don't endure to the end, you're not saved. 
if you're not walking after Jesus, you'll get lost. You'll be finished. Jesus, you know, it's like the unforgiven serving in Luke. What did Jesus do to the unforgiven servant? He was cast out. It was basically a parable with the king. You know, he was cast out. You're finished. His gift was taken off him. The gift of eternal life was removed from him. You see, there's so many deceived faiths, um, denominations out there. They don't take scripture in context. And I'm telling you now, if you think for one second that your so-called good works of helping your neighbour and smiling at people falsely through your teeth or donating thousands of pounds a year or £20 a year to people in Africa to save children from the Western conquering of that country or, I don't know, anything else. Say if you gave a part of your body to save another, you think that's going to be satisfactory payment for heaven no it's not forget it not gonna happen jesus talks about this matthew mark luke and john if you're gonna prove me wrong then read matthew mark luke and john and listen to what he says because this is god in the flesh this is him the alpha the omega the beginning the end the king of all kings lord of all laws he will tell you straight and if you don't like it stuff tough one thing jesus didn't do is run around kissing people telling them what tell them what they wanted to hear he told them exactly what they didn't want to hear the truth that's why they wanted him dead that's why they crucified him. I mean, all right, he had to be crucified anyway for our sins. He had to be an atonement for our sins. But the fact is, they wanted him dead because he told the truth. When he brought the woman in to be stoned to death, he walked in there and said, well, where's the man? He said, well, which one of you is without sin, cast the first rock? Every single person was convicted. He was basically saying, none of you are perfect. I'm perfect. Jesus said, no man is good. No one is good. Only God, Mark 10, 18. No one on this earth in history and now is good. Right? Except for God because he's perfect. That's what Jesus did. When God became flesh, he went to a cross. He died on the cross. He was buried. When he rose from the dead, those who believe in him don't die. He's conquered death. Death is not on me as a person, as a believer. Right? When I sleep for the last time, my spirit goes to heaven for eternal life. Right? Jesus conquered all that. Jesus is the only way that's going to bring you to heaven. I'm telling you that now. And your works, and your so-called good actions, are not going to save you. Mark my words on that. I will bet my life on it. When you shut your eyes for the last time, if you are not with Jesus, you will be in hell. There are millions going to hell now, and there's been billions in history in hell. That's the end of it. So you've got the choice, haven't you? And I really hope that people listen to this and understand because, you know, I speak to so many people that think their works, their actions, and they're so good. God's a loving God and he'll forgive me no matter what. He will forgive you if you ask for repentance. If you're genuine about it, he will forgive you. He'll give the gift of eternal life. If you don't ask and you don't repent, well, why is he going to help you? Because you're a criminal. You're a liar. I say to people, it's like going out on the street and murdering someone. Right? And then you expect to be arrested. You expect the system to come down your heart. You expect to go before a judge. You'll be held in custody until your court date. And then you go before a judge. Now you expect him to send you to prison. You don't expect him to let you off because he feels like it. Just because you helped your neighbour cross the road or you donate £1,000 to people in Africa or anywhere in the world where there's um, people suffering, he's not going to say, oh, it's okay, you're a good person. You pay your taxes, off you go. No, there has to be justice served for your crime. Now, in the UK, you murder someone, you'll get probably 15 years. In America, you can get up to 50 years, right? Every country is different. Some countries, you get executed. There's judgment on your crime. And mark my words, if that's what it's like on earth, imagine what's going to happen to you when you shut your eyes for the last time. You think God is going to let a sinner like you just waltz into heaven because he's all merciful. He is merciful in those who repent. But if you don't repent, he will expel judgment on you. And the consequences are eternity in the lake of fire. 
Read Revelation, what happens to those who spend eternity in the lake of fire. Revelations 14, verse 9, about those who take the mark of the beast. This is what people say, what Jesus is all about love and runs around kissing people. Well, read Revelation then. Revelation 14, verse 9. For those who receive the mark of the beast will be tormented in front of the Lamb of God. They will be tormented in front of Jesus. Tormented. Now, he's talking to believers who've taken the mark. You're just going to get tormented. To unbelievers who don't know the Lord, who take the mark, they can be forgiven. But for those who take the mark, who are his, who were his, and they've betrayed him, they're going to get tormented. It's game over, mate. Simple as that. So, I really hope that people listen to what I've said about the mark of the beast and by, by, by listen to what I've said about repentance. Because repentance is a serious thing. You cannot earn your way. And if you trust in the Lord with all your heart and repent, believe me, your life is going to change and it will be for the better. You will bear much fruit. And when the harvest comes, when Jesus separates the chaff from the wheat, the wheat will be within heaven, the chaff will be in hell. Because the chaff and the wheat, they look similar as grains, but they're not, they're totally different. And Jesus is going to separate them because there's so many false believers out there. They're going to be separated. Simple as that. So I'm just going to pray. Father, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name, Lord, that, Lord, you encourage me to do this because it's a big, big thing, Father, within the faith that people think their works are going to save them. So many false pagan gods out there, people following Satan, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that, Lord, you convict the hearts who listen to this, that it's through genuine repentance for you, Lord, through your son, Jesus, who did it on the cross once and for all. I pray, Lord, in Jesus' name, people come to him, cry out to him and be saved, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name, Father. Amen. God bless you all.